Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's that time of year on Draft Twitter. Claim any and every good NFL player as a hit. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the man... On his hands and knees, begging Mike Tomlin just to start Kenny Pickett. Let's just see what the kids got. And with me, as always, is AJ. Don't draft Buckeye QBs, only wide receivers, Marchese. I thought you were gonna leave it at just the man. I was like, I like that. Just <laughs> anointing yourself. Today we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week three of the NFL season. Let's do. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow. They hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you for trying not to let the funk out. I'm just going to quickly go to sportsdrink.org here, AJ, see mm-hmm. if the funk's been let out. Mm-hmm. And? It appears it is not. Oh, good. It has not been let out. That's good because, uh, like like the funk, the quarterbacks in this rookie class have not been let out either. So true, Rob. Uh, quarterback rundown: Desmond Ritter looked good on the sidelines. Kenny Pickett didn't. No, well, didn't bring his A game. No, I don't know. I don't like that. I saw him uh, like a positive uh, Instagram post about Mitchell Trubisky. I don't like that. Doesn't got Be that job. Yeah, come yeah, on. Comment, Kenny. comment, bench him. <laughs> I'd respect that. I'm ready for the Kenny Pickett experience because to me, at this point, we know what Trubisky is. This team can't win. They they couldn't they couldn't beat the Patriots. They couldn't beat the Browns on Thursday Night Football. I'm ready for the Kenny Pickett experience. If he sucks, we get C.J. Stroud. If he rocks, we don't. We don't need to get C.J. Stroud, and that's that. And that's all That's all I'll say about that until he actually plays a game. Thank Which you. Which will be never. Um, but, hey, 
in the meantime, we have less work to do because no quarterbacks are playing, and that's I, great. I love it. I love it. I wish though. I, I do wish Bailey Zappi is going to get got the start this week, though. I know. I know you do. We're through the first uh, month of the NFL season officially uh, as of Saturday is October first. So uh, once this Thursday night football game between the Bengals and the Dolphins happens, first month of the season's already over, and. and I don't know. I think this offensive rookie class has been really good. And there's going to be a uh, heated race for offensive rookie of the year. Um, but my rookie of the week this week certainly will not win it. Um, because the NFL is a bias against uh, against heavier set men. Mm, that's so the true. hog mollies, if you will. I will. And AJ, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. But my offensive rookie of the week this week is uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, that's a hog molly indeed. The Baltimore Ravens center. Um, he's started each game this year, hasn't missed a snap, and he brought his A game against the New England Patriots. Uh, kind of a tight match until the second half. The Ravens kind of pulled away late. It was just the Lamar Jackson show. And Linderbaum has been a perfect acquisition for what this team wants to do on the ground with Lamar and Hopefully a running back emerges. It was kind of Justice Hill this week. Uh, they ended up running for 188. Um, over 100 of that was Lamar. But uh, what Linderbaum does in space is exactly what we saw at Iowa. He is just a maestro. He is crushing people. He reach His reach blockability is silly. Uh, they pull him all like pretty frequently. Um, and he's the lead in space. And it's a lot of what you see with Jason Kelsey and Philly over the last couple of years. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's just been unbelievable. It was unbelievably fun to watch against New England. He, I think if you were to, what we, anyone would have been worried about with him as a prospect coming out of Iowa, it would have been pass protection. Um, just because of the lack of size, obviously. And, and uh, Garrett Bradbury is a good example of how, how, that can yeah. truly impact the center's ceiling. He was awesome. Uh, he didn't give up a single pressure through three weeks. He's only given up three. Um, and he he's just kind of owned it. And from day one, he's fit in on this offensive line. And just some of the, 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 the blocks he makes in the run game, the ability to climb up and seal off linebackers. You saw it throughout this game against New England. Um, it's just so silly. And it's like each week... You, you see him making these ridiculous blocks in space that aren't getting maybe the attention on the broadcast, but they're certainly getting attention on Twitter. Um, he looks like everything we thought he was going to be through three weeks. Especially because like, I feel like the rest of the Ravens line hasn't been up to par per usual, and they've had injuries, right? Yeah. They, uh, obviously, Ronnie Stanley's been yeah. uh, hurt. Morgan Moses got hurt. Yeah. Uh, uh, another rookie had to enter the game and play his first snaps at left tackle like ever. Uh, more on that in a bit. But, yeah, he's he's been kind of the steadying force of a mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore Ravens line that I think would be getting uh, more flack if it weren't for the talents of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And But him having a big performance with, like, as a rookie, obviously, with the rest of it, you know, being uh, unstable around him is, is really, even, like, the cherry on top, you know? Big time. He's uh, He's been 
kind of like Zion Johnson with the Chargers. Linderbaum's been awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, awesome football players, Rob, I got another one for you, if, if you don't mind. Please. <laughs> My offensive rookie this week uh, is Chris Olave. Who had nine catches, 147 yards, no TDs. He was my uh, underwhelming performance last week because he could have had like 400 yards receiving if Jameis was good. Um, Jameis still isn't good, but Chris Olave is. Um, didn't get a target until the second quarter, so all that came in the second quarter and after. Um, it felt like they were like, kind of giving Jarvis Landry the run over him, uh, and then Landry got kind of banged up and was in and out of the game. And then it was just like it was all Olave for the most part. Um, I, Mike Thomas didn't play bad either, but anyways... First grab was kind of a, th- a screen on a third and long. wasn't much, but kind of got him going. Uh, had a nice grab on, like, just a solid comeback. He was creating a lot of separation. And then, like, finally, just before halftime, they sent him deep. Uh, got wide open, pretty much. Lots of separation. Like, the, the DB was kind of, like, inside. There was a lot of space to the sideline. Uh, Olave played it really well. Jameis' throw kind of, like, <laughs> came back towards the middle of the field a little too much. But, um, like, not a terrible throw, but just wasn't perfect. Uh, but Olave came back to it and then made a great catch with, like, through the contact. Uh, flashing, like, really late hands, just really, really clean catch. Um, and then, like, third, uh, in the third quarter, he really got going. Third and two, he threw, like, a little quick screen, broke a tackle, got the first. Um, had a really, really great get grab on a third and 11. Uh, like, he just got past the sticks. Like, had to come back and get low to catch it off the turf. was really impressive. And it wasn't, like, just he's alone. There was defenders around him, too. Um, and then, like, a couple, like, easy out routes creating really good separation on them. Um, and then, like, maybe his best catch of the day. He got really, like, wide open deep on the sideline. Uh, had to go, like, all the way up, full extension for it, high points in, and brings it down, stays in bounds. Uh, he's been really impressive. I, like, he had 13 targets in this one, um, nine catches, obviously. And I I don't think it's going to slow down. He, he looks he looks like he's the most dynamic player on that offense. Uh if he had better quarterback play, too, you were saying last week. Yeah, what do you have, like, um, 350 air yards or something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the wide receiver, the first-round wide receivers, and we touched on it last week, have been incredible. I mean, uh, obviously, Jameson Williams isn't playing. Traylon Burks hasn't had a breakout, but that Titans offense, passing yeah. offense specifically, has just been a mess anyway. Um, but every week we kind of have – a different receiver who who shows out. Obviously, this week was Chris Olave. Last week, we had Garrett Wilson. The week before that, Jahan Dotson, and Drake London's just been one of the most consistent. consistent yeah, another uh, really players. good game this week too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's been really fun to see how quickly the uh, first round receivers have assimilated to the NFL. Um, speaking of assimilating to the NFL but not of first-round players. My defensive rookie of the week, and AJ, no shocker to you, it's Jalen Petrie, who put up a mind-numbingly impressive stat line. Uh, Eight tackles, two TFLs, a sack, two picks, played every snap against the Bears. Um, Yeah, Petrie is everything we thought he'd be, but almost more. Yeah. Uh, Hey, shout-out to Lovey Smith and Texans for using him around the line of scrimmage the way we hoped he would be, uh, the way he was at Baylor by Dave Aranda. Um, but I think he's also flashed more as a two deep safety, uh, than, than a lot of people expected. Um, and I'll, I'll start with what he did around the line of scrimmage throughout the game. Kind of anytime he was lined up close to close to the line of scrimmage, uh, his ability as a force player really stood out. 
he was constantly in the backfield. He I I think I mentioned week one. He missed a couple tackles, but it was just the fact that he was impressively in on almost every play. Yeah, I th- and, I th- sorry to jump on you. I thought I noticed on like the Herbert on Herbert's first touchdown run, he kind of like got lost a little bit just watching it live. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry, go on. I just wanted to mention that. I I just wanted to say he he's like bringing that effort and yeah. force it, it, around the line of scrimmage and. It's resulted in missed tackles, but it's been less, uh, at least from week one to week three. I think you had him week two. Um, but, yeah, he's just – he's like their best tackle – or best best playmaker on defense already. Uh, the one interception, he was – they were playing like – they are playing like an inverted two deep. And he was lined up down low, and he was bracketing the outside receiver. Um, and they, they were running the slot down the seam. And as Justin Fields, like, loaded up, he, he flipped his hips, showed off the range. Uh, the, the ball was a little high and over. But just breadbasket play. Uh, it was awesome. Um, and, and the other pick, it was, again, like, it was... A bad decision by Justin Fields, for sure. Uh, but just the fact that he had the ability to feel uh, uh, Cole down the seam, he was kind of the over – they kind of bracketed him. They had a linebacker underneath, Petrie over top. And Fields missed Komet, but it was just – he. I mean, he got there. He, he made the turnover happen. Um, and in the sack, they, they blitzed him on a play action, and he just ate Justin Fields alive. Um, I think the stat line might be a little more impressive than maybe the overall performance, mm-hmm. but for a rookie in his third NFL game, yeah. it, it, I, I came away way very impressed. And I think he's certainly in the running for defensive rookie of the year so far. He's, uh, one of the few players who I think is playing pretty much every snap every week. And those two interceptions, yeah, it wasn't maybe a gnarly holy shit play from him but it was just he was in the right place he put himself in the right place he made the play you know what I mean? yeah i mean and just i don't know his feistiness around the line of scrimmage is so fun to watch it is i like i i didn't feel him too much last week uh but i mean the first, week one and three definitely um speaking of rookies with uh two interceptions rob my defense rookie of the week is a guy who got his second this week and it's, it's uh Devin lloyd again uh, who had his his interception was kind of lucky. Like he was, he was our defense rookie last week. Yeah, yeah. Like he took the pick, kind of like just took a couple like off the receiver, off uh, off a defender, and like just fell to him. But like you gotta be you gotta be good to be lucky. Like he made the catch. He, he had a bit of a return off of it. Um, looked good in coverage overall though. Like he had a really great play in coverage where he uh, he carried Gerald Everett like twenty five yards uh, downfield. Like no panic. Read Everett's hands and like broke it up. That was a really good play. Uh, had another nice PBU, just uh, read Herbert's eyes like in the end zone, got into the – actually, I think it was Everett again was the uh, target. Um, got into the passing and then almost intercepted. It was a tough play. Like It wasn't like a drop pick, but good play. Um, but yeah, like looked really fast and rangy, like was coming up and cleaning up anything in front of him. Um, like he did a really good job with the Eckler dump-offs all day. Thought in general, like just like in-space tackling, especially in the passing game, looked really good. Had seven tackles and those three plays on the ball. Um, I think he's been better than either of us would have expected for the first three weeks, right? Like, 
Like week one, it wasn't perfect, but like, you saw the glimpses. And I, the last two weeks, he's been a star. And that Jacksonville team, the defense specifically too, has been damn good. Um, and I feel like Lloyd's kind of Lloyd and, and Walker, kind of the, the catalyst for that, right? I think if you were to put a through the first month of the season, kind of your one, two, three for defensive rookie of the year, it it would include Petrie. It would in, it would include Devin Lloyd, and yeah. you'd probably be hard pressed to figure out who that third guy is. But I think hands down, it's Petrie, Petrie and Lloyd have been the, the the two guys who've been both the splashiest and most impactful. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know if we would have like I think we would have hoped Petrie would be in the race, but like eh, I don't know. Uh, and Lloyd, I I don't know. I felt like he would might take a little bit to kind of yeah come on, but he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, who who would be um, just while we're on the topic? Who would be your offensive rookie of the year through the first month? Um, removing removing offensive linemen from the question because the NFL will never. I feel like that's tough. It's it's a receiver. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Who. <laughs> who? Because I I think it should be uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, but it won't be. It'll never it be. I don't know. Like it, it's tough to say. All of them have been pretty damn good. I know. I know. It's an interesting argument. Um, but speaking of wide receivers, primetime star. I just had to give it to my guy George Pickens for that catch. You know? I, I did just too. On, on the day, three catches, thirty-nine yards, seven targets, played seventy-six percent of the snaps. They finally got him. Uh, involved a little bit like they threw him a screen early that went for nothing but he had said uh earlier in the week uh in a press conference that some a reporter asked him kind of like at georgia when when you weren't getting things done like what what would you guys do to get you going you'd be like oh they threw me like a quick hitch or a yeah. screen just kind of get me invested type thing and, and the steelers did that and then later in the game we saw him make the, the one of the greatest catches in recent memory and uh I think again that just goes to show like it's the Steelers' weapons might not be producing to the level we expected, but I think it has less to do with them more to do with the quarterback play. Um, Deontay Johnson had some drops, but I don't know. Seeing just Pickens' overall athletic ability and, and the ball skills and the body control, like oh gosh, I just want to see him get involved. Yeah, more after seeing that. I don't know if you saw the clip, but there was there was one where like he was just open on a, on a hitch for the for the first down and. Uh, Mitch like just didn't look his way at all, and he was just fucking pissed off. Kind of, kind of killed me. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's called primetime star, and he was clearly the star of primetime after that catch. Um, the catch itself was just fucking silly. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. And like, I don't know, like when the ball was coming to him, it's like y- you knew he was gonna catch it though, which I think is like saying something. I don't know. It was, it was really fucking freaky. I skipped over worst rookie, didn't I? Yeah, but I was just going to make you go back to it. It's, you're good. You don't have to bring it up. Worst rookie. Who's your worst rookie this week? I'm going to go back to the primetime game. Me Evan too. Evan Neal was horrific yes. against the Cowboys. Clearly it's he's, Evan Neal. Yeah. It, he's, he has not been good when I've watched him, and then he's gotten worse. Um, gave up three sacks, five pressures, uh, and it wasn't just like, oh, Micah Parsons was lined up against him all day and had a field day. It was Lawrence. Uh, it was Lawrence who who was getting him, um, and hey, should it, Andrew Thomas played pretty damn. Andrew well. Thomas is a stud. He's a stud. <laughs> and, and I do want to note that Andrew Thomas's rookie year, he yeah. did not look great. So there's obviously it's not like this isn't the end of Evan Neal, but him and Icky more on Icky super underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, 
to start the season and this is this is I don't know I think this is probably clearly the through three weeks the worst rookie performance overall yeah I mean yeah it was three times Marcus Lawrence like just cooked him early then right before half and then coming out of half and like Lawrence's hands were just like too too good like Neil just couldn't replace uh couldn't mirror it was pretty ugly and then he had that one like where like I think the protection was just kind of poorly set and like Bellinger and Neil just completely ignored uh Donovan Wilson and got the sack I will say and then had the false start late in the game too I will say like it felt like most of Saquon's big runs came behind Evan Neal, though. I think he looked like he had some big-time run blocks. Um, got up to, like, the level, the third level on the Saquon touchdown, the long one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's been bad against the run, but pass protection was fucking ugly. Well, that's remember, that's what I said last week. It was like, Icky looked better in pass protection than Evan Neal last week, because I had them both, obviously. Yeah. And, and Evan Neal looked better in the run game, and it's not necessarily what you would have thought. It was the same this week. Was. It was the same this week, yeah. Interesting. Um, um, mm-hmm. Underwhelming performance. I stuck with the same game and went with Thibodeau. I, I like just because I wanted to talk uh, about him. I I put him for needs to step it up, but yeah, same same thought. I, it, yeah, go ahead. His his NFL debut. Yeah, played fifty eight percent of the snaps. Obviously, again, it's his first game. Cut him some slack, but he was pretty invisible outside of that one PBU he had mm-hmm. late in the game. Um, there was one rep where he showed some nice fast hands and he went inside yeah, with a swipe. Yeah, Tyler Smith, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, it was a pretty quiet. Yeah, like, I didn't think he was, it was a bad game, obviously, coming back from injury. Um, and then, like, yeah, the, the the pass deflection was solid. But, like, CD actually should have caught it, too. Uh, but, no, I thought that, like, the get-off looked good. The motor was running. Um, like, it's going to calm. It's just like, yeah, we're so excited for him to get back. And it was just not the big flashy game. And and I will say that, like, not to knock on Tyler Smith because I got him later, but, like, you know, it's two tackles that you would think are susceptible and a backup quarterback. It's like if you're going to make your debut and, and do some noise, it's a good spot. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just underwhelming. Like, I'm not I'm not worried or anything. just was underwhelmed. Cooper Rush can be starting for the Colts next year. You <laughs> I love Cooper Rush. I mean, it's still a backup quarterback. Uh, I got maybe an underwhelming performance that will surprise you. I'm, I'm ready to be shocked. It's, it's almost spooky season. Can you handle a, some, a scare? I, I got I, I have to. I have to. There's going to be so many the next month. All right. Hands down, this player's been the best rookie running back, and this was his statistical best game. I was underwhelmed by Damian <gasps> Pierce, who I am shocked. I start, I start in all of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> uh, That's why you're underwhelmed, had, yeah. 22 touches for 101 yards and a touchdown. That sounds great. He also got really fucking lucky because he fumbled twice. Mm. And both times uh, the, the Texans recovered. And one was in the red zone, so high leverage fumble. And the other was – keep in mind, they, they lost 23-20. And they lost because Davis, Davis Mills threw a horrific pick to Roquan Smith to – set up the game-winning field goal for the Bears. But uh, late in the game when it was – I think it was still tied at this point. He fumbled in his own end too. So had the Bears recovered, they would have easily been in field goal range. It was just underwhelmed in terms of they finally gave him the consistent touches he deserves because Rex Burkhead shouldn't <laughs> be having those. And he did the only thing that's going to get him yeah. like, hurt yeah, him yeah. To, to the point that he could lose those touches. Um, so I just worry, and I was uh, I, I wasn't underwhelmed necessarily by his play. Like he, 
he was running physically how we've seen got the football well when they threw it to him um it, there wasn't like any like super bursty runs the bears defense played pretty well uh but just those fumbles is uh, it, it was a little scary yeah i mean and i think the running back group as a whole has been pretty underwhelming um the houston texans no the class the class yeah, I was going to say the Houston Texans. No, Rex was yeah. great week one. Damian Pierce has been great the last. No, I mean, I just watching on the on the red zone, he, he looked like he, he looked good. But, no, I mean, those fumbles, I, scary. Do you, do you know who their fullback is, by the way? Uh, Yeah, Colin Gillespie. No, it's a rookie. <laughs> who? It's a rookie whose who super did not play fullback in college. Are you ready? Yeah, I have no idea. It's Troy Harrison, the Central Michigan pass rusher. Really? What the fuck? It, isn't that weird? Poor Colin Gillespie. <laughs> you, wow. You, I didn't realize you were going to be I, so rattled. I love him. He's probably going to get his degree and be a yell leader. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, the the running back. Brees Hall had a good game this week. I'll, I'll, I'll mention him in a bit. But um, he he's like straight up just fully splitting touches now yes. with Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, who's your looks like a hit? Uh, kind of went back to the well on this one. Uh, Jordan Davis, who... Still 24 snaps, 31%. But, like, I just wanted to mention because, like, I don't know, man. Something scary is happening. He, he looked like a legit pass rushing threat. Uh, PFF credit with four pressures on the on the only the 24 snaps. And it was right off the bat, pun intended. He, he like, wins second snap of the game, got right in Wentz's face, and had a PBU. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was flashing some actual new moves, man. And, like, it was more consistent than not. Like, we saw, like, glimpses at Georgia. But now it's it's coming together. Like, you know, getting in that NFL coaching staff, I'm sure Fletcher Cox's influence doesn't hurt. I that's scary. That's scary with everything he already has. It's kinda like They've I done Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 continue. I was just gonna say like it was just kinda like this one move, I I kinda like I don't know, like it looked like a little push and pull kind of move. Um Yeah, and I, I, I just wanna say like I know this is the Eagles defensive line is great. They had nine sacks, <laughs> they had no trouble getting home. But like and this is no knock on Marlon Tupelo, too. I, I think he's been playing pretty good. But he's out, okay. he's out snapping him. He's out snapping him, so I want to see more Jordan Davis. My question to you is going to be, they've kind of consistently played him at just over 20 snaps a game, right around 30% of the yeah. snaps. My question was going to be, is that is that a good thing? Is it keeping him fresh in your mind on these pass rush uh, downs? Or is it they should be getting him at least a little more, maybe up to, like, 40 i like to see a little bit more. But that's what they do. They've been winning, obviously. So why why fuck around with it at this point, right? Yeah, maybe they're just moving him around or taking him along slowly. But, uh, yeah, because he's kind of – it's clear they're, they're aiming to play him at just over 20 snaps, which is just over 30% of the snaps each game. Like, um, I, this is a bit – I have a question for you. Like, clearly he's going to be good. But, like, say he does that his whole career, is that worth a first-round pick or a top-15 pick? Well, I mean, that was the question coming in, right? Yes, it was, and I think it's still going to be a question. But it's. It, I don't think he'll I, – I do think, like, at some point he'll be playing 35 to 45 snaps a game, for, 35 to 40 snaps a game. I think so. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, my hit is a fellow SEC trench player. Uh, Ed Ingram is awesome, and I am happy that I died on the Ed Ingram, Ed Ingram Hill, and I'm happy I thought that Viking selection of him was a good pick, and you didn't, and I just want to 
parade that he was once again he has been incredible in the growing game that vikings offensive line is really fucking good um derisaw and brian o'neill are one of the best tackle tan- tandems in the league I, it looks like I'm glad to hear derisaw is playing well yeah he's really good uh and ed, ed ingram um the first two weeks really showed up in the run game the kind of the the short area quickness the ability to kind of climb in that zone run scheme he looked really good there pass protection was coming along a little slower he got beat a couple times uh and this week that kind of cleaned up and i know the lions kind of lack that interior defensive line presence but he he has i think been through through a month of the nfl season clearly been uh an all rookie guard along with zion johnson uh you know who could have been an all rookie guard my looks like a miss, but he won't be because he's playing left tackle. And that's Tyler Smith. Oh my goodness. I put Tyler Smith as well. Yeah. I mean, like we're both, we're both too low on Tyler. Smith. Exactly. 54th on my board. We called it a reach. You know, we criticized the pick a little bit. And I think when, when Tyron Smith went down and, you know, we knew Tyler's going to be the starter immediately at left tackle. I don't think a lot of us, Myself included, <laughs> like like I, I think we be, we think it's pretty hard to watch, and it's been the opposite. He's been really, really, really solid, uh, especially in pass protection. Like I wouldn't have expected that, and like Monday night they just kept running that fucking toss play behind him, and he's pulling out in front of it, and he was a fucking behemoth getting out in front, yep. putting DBs on their ass, and then picking up another guy. They did it multiple times through the game. It was awesome. He was a weapon in the run game, and like I just said, like he's held up very solid in pass protection. Uh, the, the first three weeks, the whole, the whole, the whole shebang so far. I think he's only been credited with one sack given up. That that's saying something. That's that's big time for Tyler Smith. Like he's, if the Cowboys, you know, if 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 the Cowboys weren't a mess and Dak was still like you know was healthy and everything, he'd be like like a low key you know rookie MVP. Yeah, it's gonna haunt me that I had big stinky thirty second <laughs> on my board and t- and Tyler Smith forty seventh. That's going to haunt yeah, me. Yeah, had him yeah. higher than I did, so there you go. Uh, I don't feel good about that. But, yeah, Tyler Smith's been one of the, I think, not just rookies, but just players in general, pleasant surprises yeah. in the NFL season. Yeah, definitely. He's a big reason the Cowboys are surviving right now. For sure, yeah. Um, Needs to step it up. I mentioned I had Kayvon Thibodeau here. I also uh, fellow first-round top-ten pick at edge. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson against the Vikings was just in a box. Best. You just said they, they have the best it, tackle duo in, in the league, so. Yeah, they just might be, or Aiden Hutchinson makes them look that way. His inability to get off blocks in the run game or or just, like, anchor down in the run game and, and set an edge is, is concerning. Like, he's getting bullied in the run game. Uh, in, pass, in the past game, you saw a little bit of the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... he he try he tries to bend the edge and he just can't bend. I know that three cone time was impressive, but he just is too stiff to kind of bend the edge. And if he can't convert that explosiveness into power with speed to power or or string combo moves together with his hands, he just doesn't really have something to lean on as a pass rusher. Except for his motor, uh, and then, <laughs> like really, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, and, and, and so I don't know. I, I just came away like concerned. This was. My first in-depth look at look at Aiden Hutchinson, and I was very unimpressed. Uh, okay, you're shooting my guy. I'm going to take a shot at your guy, Icky again. I, I I thought I think he's gotten a bit better. Like not not like getting specifically in the pass protection. Not every rep was terrible. Like he was inconsistent, but a lot of bad. 
Like, I feel like he just looks, like, really uncomfortable. Like, like we had one where Pete Werner just really cooked him. Like, just, like, an easy move back inside. Like, swipe the hands. Uh, forced a throwaway from Baker. Not a sack, but a throwaway. Um, they ran a stunt at him. And, like, there was, like, no communication with Christensen. He just looked kind of, like, confused. Uh, resulted in a sack. And, like, he, he had a chance to block someone and just kind of didn't. Um, and then, like, again, I don't know. He just not his – he doesn't have that edge. Saw a little bit. Like, I, in the run, like, I don't know. Like, when his hands were landing square, uh, you could see the power. You could see the power he has. He had he had one pancake in, in the run game. He just rode again on a third, third down. It looked good. Um, but a lot of the time, just not sustaining blocks. He wasn't battling consistently, which that's that's kind of been what worrying me. Um, he, he's just getting stood up a few times. Not consistent. Also had a, had a holding call and a huge CMC run to bring it back, too. I I don't know. I think he's gotten better, but it's still still worrying. But like we said, Evan Neal was bad. Uh, Charles Cross hasn't been a world beater, but he's been the best of the three of the top ten guys. Um, yeah, I don't. But it's tackle play. Like it, it's hard for them to catch on quickly. I just with what worries me with Icky is is he doesn't look himself. You know. Yeah, it's not that the technique's all a mess, and he's but he's still going balls to the wall yeah. trying to take heads off. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's there's little glimpses, but it's it's really inconsistent. It's not the same. Um, sticking in the trenches at tackle, am I not ready to play? And, and, and let me preface this by he actually outplayed what I was expecting. Daniel Foale was forced into action yeah. against the Patriots uh, at left tackle, a position he did not play at the University of Minnesota. <laughs> so already that's uh, a lot working against him as a, a raw athletic monster. Um, Dietrich Weiss was really taking him to school mm-hmm. uh, in pass, uh, against the pass. Um, but I, I felt he did get better as the game went on, and especially the size and the athleticism showed up in the in the run game. I just I, I think if if he's forced to play a lot going forward, that could stunt his growth because I think he yeah. clearly looks like he has the makings of kind of exactly what they probably want him to be at right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am getting thrown into the fire at out of position too is worrying. I, it's fun though. I mean, I love Daniel Falele. I want to see him play, but no, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Especially like, I don't know for a guy like him, I could see that kind of shaking his confidence a bit, you know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I'm not ready to play. He just isn't playing. <laughs> like it's, it's Sky Moore. Like he, he had a big uptick in his snap count, though. He had eight this week. Um, so I think like the biggest conclusion we made is he just isn't ready. Like they need the help in the passing game. They obviously lost to the Colts. You know the the receivers haven't. You know Hardman hasn't taken that step. Juju's been oh, okay. Like they they need they need someone and he can't do it apparently. And but he he has been handling the punt return duties and he immediately muffed the first punt of the game inside their own twenty. It was an instant score for the Colts. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not sure what to think because like the one time they got him the ball, he, he looked pretty dynamic. Like not this week, he had nothing, no catches, no targets. But uh, week one, so I, I just don't know. I just don't know what to think about Skymore right now. A couple day three rookies who I thought played well. Um, Braxton Jones has been better than <laughs> than the two tackles uh, who were the first selected in this draft. I think. Uh, he he belongs in the league. He has been very good in the run game at left tackle. Like I'm gonna claim him as a hit. Yeah, 
the athleticism and the physicality show up in the run game. He's still very raw in pass protection, but when he can lean on his athleticism to mirror, like, it works. It's just when he has to handle more of the technician rushers, his hand placement's not mm-hmm. great. Um, sometimes his hands and his feet aren't on the same page. But, uh, like, he is an NFL starting quality offensive lineman, I think. I think that's that's impressive for him to show that this early in his career. A fifth-round rookie yeah. out of Southern Utah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, uh, he, he's been one of, one of the, uh, I think, just most impressive – like out of, out of nowhere guys. Yeah, I agree. And and I think speaking of fifth round rookies, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Tariq Willen a shout out here. It wasn't some like masterful performance. There were some hiccups, but like he didn't give up anything big. Uh and uh, like overall he he's kind of been that same. But like it, for a fifth round pick, I know he should have been a higher pick according to both of us. Uh starting right off the bat, he's been pretty damn good. He's been pretty damn good. And like this week his highlight play came right before the half. I don't know why Atlanta even ran a play, uh, and it didn't really matter. But he made a great interception, just jumped the pass so beautifully. Like, you saw that speed to close, to close the gap between him and the receiver. Uh, I think it was Drake London, actually. Uh, the ball was high, too, so he had to make, like, a really good play on the ball, like, like just quick hands above his head, uh, brought it down, and, like, got some return, didn't house it. There was no time left on the clock. Um, but I think he's been, like, for a corner group that has been pretty shaky, he's been one of the better ones, if, if not maybe the second best one, right? So... Again, fifth round pick, getting thrown into the fire on a shit defense too. Like I think, I think you got to give him some credit. I'll give you a sixth round uh, corner from the same division. Darion Kendrick's first game as a Ram uh, this week against the Cardinals played ninety percent of the snaps. Um, not only did he have a big time, ta- big time uh, pass breakup on a on a key fourth down, uh, where he, mm-hmm. he, he showed some range coming across the field yeah. uh, to to get between Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray's pass. But they're playing him a lot in, in, in um, kind of the short zone, and he was, like, giving up, like, five-yard catch but making the tackle instantly. And, like, just his physicality and ability as a tackler really stood out. Finished with nine of them. Um, and it wasn't because he was getting kind of burned constantly. I thought he had a really impressive game. If we had a, a rookie that made us look the stupidest, I think he'd be both of our picks because <laughs> we – we really faded him in the draft process. I ran like a, f- a five nine. I, I know, but even before that, we weren't fans. Um, um, who else you got? No, I just I just put I just put Woolen. Oh okay. Uh, I'll also give you Romeo Dubes, who mm. with all the Packers wide receivers injuries, uh, they really featured him on their opening touchdown drive. He had three catches, thirty five yards, in, in a in a touchdown that came on a quick slant. Finished with eight targets for. Uh, which he caught all of for 73 yards in that score. Um, wasn't, like, super dynamic or anything, but was the Packers' most trusted yeah. receiver outside of Randall Cobb, which I think is all Aaron Rodgers is looking for right now, someone he can trust. I think that's and, saying uh, something because he usually and, doesn't and trust. stepped up. Yeah, I think that's saying something because he doesn't usually draw, uh, trust those rookies, right? Yeah, and also I had to put Malcolm Rodriguez because this is my first taste of Rodrigo. <laughs> because you've had the previous two Lions games. And, yeah, he just looks like an NFL starter. Yep. yep. Like he does a good job picking up backs out of the backfield. He, he's very physical coming downhill against the run. He take, takes on blocks well. Yep. Surprising ability to stack and shed for a, a shorter linebacker, too. Um, he's strong. Yeah. That's he why. Strong. Yeah. Uh, best UDFA rookie. I didn't have one. No, I thought you were going to give Jalen Warren a shout-out. 
I, I already have. Yeah, I know. Should I have more? I yeah. don't know. I, I did because that's my first taste, right? I, I, we're obviously huge Jalen Warren fans. 30 yards on the ground. Like, he looks good every time he touches the ball. He fumbled that one, but Deontay Johnson recovered it. Um, I, so I got to give him a shout out. I'll give you another one, too. Another guy that I really faded him in the in the draft process, Peyton Hendershot, baby. Yeah, I thought about putting him, but he's one of the worst humans in the NFL, so I did not. I actually didn't know that. I just don't like him. Oh yeah, big big time, big time bad person. Mm, okay, well, healthier. What else is new for the fucking Cowboys? Um, Although I did appreciate that Troy Aikman's funny thing at the University <laughs> yeah, of Indiana. Yes, like p- people t- took that and ran with it and like are upset about it. Really? Yeah. <sighs> It's like that. That was the most interesting, funny thing Troy said all night. It Let's totally just, was. Yeah. Let no wonder this guy's so dry. Like, no, no, come on, let him say stuff. Rookie who flashed. I got a long list. Uh, how many guys you got? Uh, I got. I got uh, seven. <laughs> There's been a lot. It's it's been good. I got. I don't know. Maybe like the same. Fourteen. No, I think I think I have seven. Go. Let's yeah, let's do him quick. I, I, I think. I think this just does say that each week, like almost every NFL game, there is a rookie who is playing pretty well, which is exciting. And it, I feel like this is just our overflow category because, like, there's guys we want to talk about that you know weren't the best, but they're worth talking about. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I'll start with uh, against the Bengals. He had a pretty pretty damn impressive game. Uh, a couple PBUs looked physical coming coming up as a force player against the run. By far his best game. Uh, opposite side of that, Garrett Wilson had another strong game. Six catches, 60 yards, 10 targets. They, they're they clearly going to him. He got banged up after yeah. making a really incredible catch over the, over the middle. Uh, he did come back. Um, he feels like, like Olave, like Drake London. Like He's just come. He's arrived. He's hit. Uh, and, and Brees Hall had another impressive game. More touches, too. More snaps. 51%. Uh, 14 touches, 92 yards. Him and Michael Carter, like there isn't a lead back. And they both catch the football well enough to both be kind of the satellite complementary guy to each other. It's it's interesting contrast. I'm I'm excited to see what happens both with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson coming back this week. If Zach Wilson is good, that offense should be good, right? But I don't think Zach Wilson yes. is good. So no, I know. So it's it sucks. It's tough to say, AJ. Um, uh, do you want me to keep going? No, no. Let's some? let's give you a break. I'll go with teammates too. Um, Hard not to shout out Jelani Woods first and foremost. Only had the two catches, but they were both touchdowns. He's a goal line weapon. I loved it. Uh, the first one, just like a play action to the corner. Easy. The second one, big dog touchdown for the win. Boxed out, uh, I think it was Thornhill, on the crossing route. That's what they need him for. He looked good doing it. Um, also, Alec Pierce looked pretty good. Uh, three catches, 61 yards. Highlight was kind of like a, just a really nice uh, grab on a go route. Went up over the DB, hauled it in. Um that's good for him coming back from the the concussion and uh, kind of like a bad week one. So that's that's them two showing up and a big win for the for the Colts is huge for them. Uh, I'll give you a bunch of offensive linemen. Kenyon Green at left guard. He's just a people mover in yeah. the run game for the Texans. Uh, is he some dynamic force? No, but him and Laramie Tunsil make a really fantastic left side of that offensive line. Um, Dylan Parham had to start at center for the Raiders, and he looked he looked very solid. It wasn't yeah, not something spectacular, but looked like he belonged. Uh, Andre James is out, so um, and same game opposite team. Nick Petit Frere looks solid at yeah, uh, every time. He's been solid. Like I think yeah, I think more uh, more consistent than we anticipated to start in the year. 
Um, okay, a couple big dogs. Drake London, another good game. Had a touchdown, 54 yards. Um, had, like, a really nice third-down conversion. Uh, the touchdown was nice. It was just like a – he was open on a stop route, hit him in the red zone, turned, made a – Made uh, Jones miss, broke a tackle from Diggs, and scored. It was a good play. Um, Trevon Walker, I thought had a really nice showing. Like, wasn't anything special, like statistically, or for like a first world pick, but like passing the eye test big time. He was getting pushed, looked dangerous. Um, again, like I already said with Lloyd, it, just them being on the field makes them so much better. The athleticism flashing, dropped into zone, it looked pretty good uh, in coverage. He's freaky. He's freaky. Um, uh, too quick. That, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, please. I was just going to say that Jags-Eagles game uh, this week, uh, we're going to be fighting for who gets to do that <laughs> For sure. Um, Bills, in, in the Bills world, I thought Kyrie Elam held up really well in Miami, who's getting you know thrown into the fire and injuries are all around him. And I just want to mention James Cook, they finally got him going in the passing game. So I wanted to bring that up. Four catches, 37 yards. Line him up in the in the slot in bunches. I, oh. I, yeah, I was like, finally. Getting a glimpse of how he should be used and what he can do. I like that a lot. Last one, quick. Uh, Sunday night. I thought Drake Jansen is, is flashing a little bit. Only 21 snaps. Yeah. Uh, got a sack, though. Came on a stunt. Like, it just looks like he's got some juice to him. I, I think that's a good good start to his career. You mentioned him. Makes me want to mention Logan Hall also had a sack. Yeah. And, and had a had a very, very impactful performance in limited snaps for the Bucks. Nice. Um, and Kyle Hamilton had a big forced fumble. Yeah. That really changed the game against New England, where he – he just kind of chased down a guy and peanut punched the ball out. It was really cool. Um, my out-of-nowhere rook, I thought was going to be my worst rookie early in this game against the Titans. Uh, he gave up a bad sack. I was like, oh, boy, this isn't great. Former Buckeye, a guy I, I kind of banged the table for in the draft process. Thayer Mumford, after giving up one sack to Rashad Weaver, just just – became the, 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 the Raiders' futures at right tackle. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, he is such a mammoth and showed a lot of power in the run game, but I thought just I was really impressed, especially because he spent most of last season at Ohio State playing left guard. I was really impressed with um, what he was doing in pass protection, especially after giving up that first sack, really relying on his anchor and his hands uh, to deal with um, – a, a powerful and, and kind of technically sound rusher and weaver. I'll give you two. Uh, first isn't like that out of nowhere, but I wanted to bring him up. Uh, Otito Bonia just looks really, 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 really solid as a run defender. Playing a lot, 36 snaps in this game. Had five tackles at TFL. Uh, nice TFL, but nothing like flashy. Uh, just like, you know, big body guy. Like, like not for a big body guy that can anchor down over the middle and has some athleticism to make the tackles. I thought he looked good. Uh, especially like playing a pretty big role. Um, and secondly, Grant Calcaterra had a 40-yard catch, which I feel like is pretty out of nowhere. Just wide open and coming out over the middle and had some juice to, to run. And then the, the broadcast mentioned how he's retired from football and came back. It was nice. I liked it. I don't even know what team he's on. Philly! Uh, of course. Uh, and finally, my start the rook, because I refuse to put Kenny Pickett, is uh, I put Jermaine Johnson. All the I, Jets rookies played well this week. All their first rounders, they're 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 top one hundred guys. Uh, and I just would like to see Jermaine Johnson play a little bit more. He had a big TFL early where mm-hmm. he he just kind of threw the tight end, threw the tackle, and and gobbled up uh, uh, the running the Bengals running back in the backfield. Um, played twenty nine percent of the snaps. Looks really sound as a run defender. Uh, I just like to see him play more. 
I knew he was going to be your pick. Uh, I totally agree. I don't know why he's not playing like he should be. Uh, speaking of, I'm going with Kenny, but Kenneth Walker. Um, just give him some more carries, like please. Like they they did some tricky stuff with him this week. Like give him one on a sweep. Uh, made like a bunch of guys miss. Did some damage. Went for like 21 yards, but he ended up with three carries for 19 yards. Um, so <laughs> three catches, 14 yards. So they mixed him a little bit. Like Penny's been good, but I just want to see more. I just want to see more, and because uh, this team sucks, so I want to see the guy that you went up and got him in the second fucking round. So. And hopefully we'll see more of him this week. Uh, maybe some more George Pickens targets as well. Uh, again, this is an NFL class, one month into the season, a lot of them are playing, and a lot of them are playing at you know, average to above average level, which is exciting. 